Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is back, presenting over 20 expert speakers on all things social media. Visit smwcda.com for more information. Now in its third year, Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. This is 100% Pinot Noir. Louisa know who does the Beaujolais and the Beau with the yeah. bright colored packaging. Oh, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> I believe so. No, it's George DeBoof. Oh, yeah. George, George DeBoof. <laughs> Grape juice. George of Beef? <laughs> <laughs> um. It's been a long week. Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays. I almost said Wine Library TV. That was so stupid. Wine Time Fridays. Uh, It is Friday. Happy Friday. You made it through the week again. Good job. And now it's wine time. Yay. So uh, today we're honoring Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir Day is August 18th. Significant date, Shelley? Yes, it's my sister Jill's birthday and my friend Jill Storty's birthday. The two J's. Two Jills. They're both spelled J-I-L-L, right? Yes. They're both named Jill, yes. When I was talking to my sister today, she said um, her daughter Geneva and her uh, fiancé, I think, Gino, uh, the two G's is what they call them, the two G's. It's pretty Uh. funny. Anyway. uh, So, as you know, we always start... As we prepare for this, these episodes, we start with a a white wine, usually a Chardonnay. Shelley doesn't know what's in her glass, uh, and she's right; it's not a Chardonnay. You didn't hear her say that. But uh, what do you think? It's good, isn't it? It's good, very this light. Is not, yep, this is not a featured wine. This not is just overbearingly sweet. Nope. Hmm. I would say it's like a Chenin Blanc. Interesting you should say that. What is the grape of a Chenin Blanc? Chenin Blanc? Oh, that's the blade. <laughs> that's the grape. But um, then again, I got some peach, so it could be a Viognier. It is a Sauvignon Blanc. What? From St. Superi. Ah, California Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll need With to do an peach? episode of... Uh, and I'd love to include this one, but a Sancerre, which mm-hmm. I believe is Sauvignon Blanc, and uh, this Saint-Supéry. And maybe even throw in like a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. That might be kind of fun. Yeah. It's going to still be summer uh, well, coming yeah. up. But today we're going to talk about Pinot Noir. And there's a lot of stuff. So I try to do my research uh, about the wine that we'll be drinking. And I found out some amazing things. So we have an actual Burgundy. It's not... Burgonia. That's right. It's not a super expensive Burgundy. Many Burgundies 
will start at 25 bucks, 20, 25 bucks, and they can get really expensive really fast. And then we've got an Oregon Pinot Noir. And so Burgundy, Red Burgundy. What a surprise. What's that? What a surprise. Well, you know, it, they're so fruit forward. And we like to give shout outs to our little neck of the woods. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and open one of these puppies. Um, okay. Let's do the Oregon one first. Let's do Yeah. So, uh, for the first time in two weeks, we get to use an actual corkscrew. <laughs> We've had... By the way, there's so much noise going on here today. We've had dogs screeching and barking. You hear that little thing? That's a hummingbird chip, chip, chipping away. Um, and these sounds of sirens and these sounds, sounds of, of sirens. <laughs> the cork. We love that sound. Okay. So where do you want the Willamette Valley in the flowered glass or the, let's move this. Let's have it in the toucan glass. Oh yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> I broke a glass last night. And did you and go buy Pier 1? I did not. I am oh. going to do that tomorrow morning, first thing. I'm pretty upset about that because now we are actually trying these wines in slightly different size glasses. They're not a lot different, but they're not, you, you know, when you're going head head, it's helpful to have the same, same size glass. Yeah, it is. So they're really similar. If you look at the bowls, the bowls are pretty close. It's mm -hmm. the stem that's different. So that's, that's. And what, the height. I think. Of the bowl. The bowl seems to be the same. I don't know. It's the stem that's a little high. There's a lot of sirens going on. Ooh, let's go ahead and do this though. <laughs> Because this makes for really great, great podcasting. Okay. Ooh, what do you get on your nose? What you would expect from an Oregon Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Dart. <laughs> Tart, but bright. I said dirt. Oh, dart? Dirt. 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 Really? You're getting dirt. Interesting. Some kind of dark berries, but not really the cherry that I was expecting. Okay, so I'm getting a little brightness there. I do actually smell alcohol in this, so we'll have to look yeah. at the alcohol. It is pretty dark in color. And do you get some uh, legs in your glass there? It's got legs. Yep. Yeah, nice mm -hmm. legs. Okay, two, health, wealth, and abundance. Gratitude, romance, and peace on earth. Peace on earth, your giggles. Your kisses. And let's see what we got here. There's tannins. There's tannins, but it's sweeter than I thought. And I still don't get the sour cherry. It is a little richer. You know, so I've, I've been looking for notes on this. Mm -hmm. And I can't find any on the 2018. So both of these wines were purchased from Costco. Actually, all three, even the Saint Supreme, were purchased at Costco. Um, Costco sometimes bring, I think they sell more wine than any retail store in America. Wow. Yeah, and so they get these tremendous deals, uh, winemakers and wineries that want to get their name out there. Will kind of like take Trader Joe's used to in a, do. In a sense, yeah. They'll actually take a loss just to get their name out there. I don't know if it's good business, but uh, I digress. This is what I found, and it's from a blind tasting that Costco did with three Willamette Valley Pinots 
and, and it was a 2017. This is a 2018 Willamette Valley Vineyards Barrel Select Pinot Noir. This is really seriously one of their lower price point Pinots. Are you checking for the alcohol? Not yet, but I will. Um, this is what this person wrote. Uh, the barrel on the three that they tasted again this is the 2017 that he tasted not the 2018 the barrel select may have been the most consistent wine of the evening with participants either finding it to be their favorite or their second favorite so I thought that was interesting because the whole cluster that was one of the other wines and then the estate Pinot all of those wines are like the whole cluster is around 24 25 bucks a bottle and the estate is about 40 bucks I think uh, this one came in at thirteen ninety nine, so fourteen bucks. Good Shelley, price. How easy is it to find a Pinot Noir under twenty bucks? That's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. Um, not that easy. No. But there was that one that we used to buy that was seven ninety nine. We don't yeah, see it anymore. Yeah, that was the Mount Mount Pellier. Mount Pellier. And um, um, was it? Where was it from? Argentina. It could be. I forget. It was very good. So yeah. this one has a 14.1% um, alcohol, that's a little hot. which is not too bad. But so the reason they can sell this a little less expensive is because they blend some of their um, vineyard lots together. So. Gotcha. They have... Um, I think Willamette Valley, I counted somewhere between eight and ten different Pinots that they make. And they're all, except for this, between 24 and 80 bucks a bottle. I wonder if you can even find this one outside of Costco. I wonder that too. Yeah. So I, uh, when I was doing research, I would find wine.com and then you go there and it's like, this wine is not available. Uh, oh, I did find some uh, Vivino reviews, and they were pretty good. <laughs> One said pear. Pear? <laughs> yeah, mm. I don't get any pear. Interesting. Uh, okay, so last week's episode, we went, uh, we, we, we stopped the trend of getting shorter and shorter. By about 45 seconds, we started getting a little long. Oopsie. So we're about... It's very long now. What's that? I said, let's hurry along now. We're going to hurry along. We're going to hurry along to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to break open. Oh, not break open. But we're going to open that second Pinot, which is a Burgundy. And we saved that to last because there's a lot to say about this one. If you're a business owner looking how to better navigate the world of social media, Social Media Summit Quarter Lane is for you with over 25 expert speakers. The Pacific Northwest's longest-running social media conference is designed to empower local brands and professionals with a deeper understanding of the strategies, tactics, and tools they need to advance themselves and their organizations in the ever-changing fields of social media and digital marketing. And because every business should know their why, the theme for this conference is starting with why. You will learn about Facebook and Instagram for sure, but you will also gain an in-depth knowledge of Facebook ads, influencer marketing, blogging, branding, and even TikTok, just to name a few. And for those who think conferences are just too overwhelming or you can't justify three days away from the office, 
There is also the Social Media Summit Inner Circle Masterclass. With each class presented by an expert in social media marketing, you'll have time to implement what you've learned before the next session. Don't be that business that's left behind your competitors in leveraging the power of social media marketing. Be sure to visit smwcda.com for more information on this powerful conference. Now in its third year, Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. Welcome back to this Wine Time Fridays episode where we are all about Pinot Noir. And now we're going to open up the second one. We just had the Willamette Valley Barrel Select. Oh, that was loud. That was loud. <laughs> oh, ha, ha. You can edit that out. We'll see. I've, I've been doing some editing. Hi, Robin. Because I don't know if people want to hear me opening a bottle of wine, but this sound never gets old. <laughs> it just never gets old. Okay, so this is going in the flower glass. Yes, I broke one of the new glasses she got with the toucan on it, which is nice because then we can differentiate when we have different wines. We don't have to remember as much, right? Um, Plus, we like different decorated wines for different seasons. Shelly, if I were to ask you, is Beaujolais in Burgundy, what would your answer be? Beaujolais is a grape. Beaujolais is a region. Gamay is a grape. Beaujolais at Nouveau is a region. Hmm. Well, the Nouveau is just the, that's the brand new. So, why then is there a Gamay Beaujolais that used to be produced in Southern California? It's not Beaujolais. Well, unless they're getting... It was called Gamay Beaujolais. Yeah, well, okay, so uh, Chenin Blanc is a grape mm-hmm. that's primarily grown in France, but people think of it as a cheap jug wine, right? Well, Just everything like can cheap... be made into a cheap jug wine. Yeah, there's a cheap jug wine called Burgundy. That's right. Gallo and Burgundy. Gallo... Well, no, Gallo Hardy Burgundy. Hardy Burgundy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it made great wine coolers when we were out on the river. I was going to say uh, Beaujolais is in Burgundy. Beaujolais produces 50% of the wine that comes out of Burgundy. Wow. And 25% of that is the Gamay. And what I understand is Burgundy wants Beaujolais to go away. <laughs> Even though, think of all the revenue they're bringing in, right? Mm-hmm. This is a very, very low a end. Husky little Beaujolais. Yeah, this is a Cote d'Oro. Did I pronounce that right? Cote d'Oro. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the regions within Burgundy. Uh, this is Louis Jadot, Bourguignon. Did I say that right? Bourguignon, yes. Oh. So. Um, if you've heard of the recipe, beef bourguignon, yeah. it's really, it's a beef stew that has some burgundy in it. Um, bourguignon means burgundy, right? Right. So yeah. a different, a different way of saying that, but. Well, to your giggles. To your kisses. And this has more of the cherry. And this, 
I actually have tasting notes on. Ooh. Tenants. Yeah, and that's... This one needs to settle, settle down a little bit. Wow, my little tongue is just... <laughs> uh, this is a 2017. Uh, Louis Jadot, Bourguignon. Louis Jadot is a huge... Producer. A huge producer of wine in this region. And they do Louis Jadot Beaujolais, which is a Gamay grape. This is 100% Pinot is it Noir. Louis Jadot who does the Beaujolais Nouveau with the yeah. bright colored packaging? Oh, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I believe so. No, it's George de Boeuf. Oh, yeah. Sure. George de Boeuf. <laughs> grape de juice. <laughs> George of beef? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jadot's numerous long-term relationships with wine growers guarantee that the highest quality fruit is sourced every year from the vineyards across the Côte d'Or and Côte Chalonnet. This wine was aged in French oak for nine months to develop delightfully smooth tannins. Yeah, they're not smooth yet. Not yet. Um, that is the overall. The taste, it, this is an exceptionally elegant pinot with complex aromas of plums, raspberries, and cherries. Ooh, raspberries. Let's talk about raspberries. You're ma- you made some of the raspberries today. I just made raspberry jam. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Yes. That's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, freshly picked raspberries, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, back to this. Fresh red fruit flavors in the mouth with earthy floral mushroom and mineral notes and a balanced acidity. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. interesting. I get a lot of plum on this. Yeah, I would say plum for sure. Uh, on the, on the Santa nose. Santa Rosa plum. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Santa Rosa plum? Yes. We grew that plum in California. So you wouldn't uh, have no, an intimate no. relationship yeah. with that plum? Santa Rosa plum. Great plum. So, yeah, this thing is really tart. It says to pair this with roasted chicken, pork, or grilled fish. Uh-oh. What's wrong? It doesn't say anything about salmon, which we're having. That's all right. Oh, I, you know what? We'll be fine. The uh, the Willamette Valley Pinot would be fine with it. We have two Pinots to choose from tonight, which will be kind of fun. And we are having the salmon, which it's come down in price from Costco. And we love that because they put the little basil butter dollop on it, right? Yeah, and I have to figure out how to make that. Yeah, but I, you can almost not even make it for what they sell it for. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know. Maybe. I mean, they, they, they package it all nice, and then we just put it in the oven. True. And it comes out, and it's this delicious salmon. And Pinot goes really well with salmon. It go, This is the wine that we choose for Thanksgiving dinner with turkey. Oh, Shelly's got a perplexed look on her face. <laughs> um. I've just tasted the Willamette again, and it has more alcohol on it and less cherries. Oh, let's so check I'm the alcohol. Leaning towards. Can you look at the alcohol on this? Oh, I'm I should leaning, have it on I'm the leaning towards the um, Louis Jadot. Oh, for the one you like the best? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Louis Jadot creates this wine in a state of the art winemaking. 12.5%. How much? 12.5%. Wow, nice in a state-of-the-art winemaking facility that is dedicated entirely to the production of Bourguignon Pinot Noir with a focus on quality. No, By the way... not Bourguignon. Bourgogne. Bourgogne? Bourgogne. It's not pronounced Bourguignon? 
No, that's the beef working down. Oh, Borgonia? Borgonia. I feel so silly right now. Uh-oh. Uh, I was going to say that... Uh, oh, I do have something to say about the Oregon Pinot. About Oregon Pinot Noir and the Willamette Valley. The Willamette Valley AVA is a fertile, triangular region of more than 100 miles long and up to 60 miles wide. The valley climate provides an elongated grape growing season that is said to be ideal for Pinot Noir. Pinot is tough to grow. You, mm -hmm. you, you need some heat, but you this need... This reminds the, me of Sideways. Well, that's, we learned a lot from Pinot <laughs> through Sideways. Yes. Not having any effing Merlot. <laughs> uh, I they, like Merlot. It really requires the cool nights, which uh, Santa Barbara is perfect for that. It, mm -hmm. You have the, the, the air off the ocean oh, that will sure. cool the nights down. And so, and it's just a real difficult grape to grow. So, and by the way, did you realize that grapes can only be grown between the 30 degree and 50 degree latitude? I did not. That's I what did. my friend, that my, that's my friend's wine for normal people said today when I listened huh? about Burgundy. Ouch. It's really interesting. The Bur Burgundian... Burgundian. Burgundian wines are all about the terroir, yep. not about the producer. It's mm. about the terroir. They are very, they, I mean, you cannot buy any vineyards in Burgundy. First of all, they're too expensive. But second of all, you have a lot you have to go through. But the terroir, for those who are wondering what that is, is everything that comes into play in a vineyard the soil the sun the slope the wind right the water yeah everything everything so that's why uh everything people think about terroir as just the soil well it does play into it but it's also everything that play uh, all of what i just listed is in the terroir of a wine so you ask somebody you ask a winemaker what's most important the vineyard the growing of the grape or the creating the wine once the grapes and the the, the winemaker will say oh absolutely it's the making it's of the dirt no they'll say it's the making of the wine but you ask the the person that's growing the grapes. growing the grapes and it's that in the farm right and i think wine making at its very best is when you get the blending of those two that create a really, really great wine. And so, with that said, speaking about great wine, social media tip. <laughs> that <laughs> makes like, a lot of sense. That makes a little sense, so, none really. So today's social media tip is not really about social media. Hmm. It's more about the COVID-19 virus. Really? Yes. So okay. if you have we have a few friends now who have COVID now or have had it recently. Popped in, popped out, done. And um, they are searching for people who have tested positive for COVID to donate plasma for their antibodies. So if you have had COVID and recovered or you know someone who has had it and recovered, Please encourage them to donate plasma because it could save somebody's life. And there's a lot of uh, 
really good information within that plasma. I mean, there's the antibodies, but... Well, that, that's yeah. what we're looking for, the yeah. antibodies. Uh, we had something happen recently, because we only had three chickens. Oh, yeah. In fact, the last time we recorded a Wine Time Fridays podcast, we only had three chickens. And now we have five. We have five chickens. We bought two more. Because we needed two more. Well, because I just wanted a round number like five. Yeah, because three is not a round number, but five, super round number. Right. Yeah, well, that's another thing you learn on internet marketing. All of your prices should be odd numbers. Like, but they're both be, odd numbers, three and I five. Know. They should all be not odd numbers, like $47. You would sell something for $47 or two ninety-seven. Yeah. Or ninety-seven dollars, yeah. or seventeen dollars. So. It's like seven is the magic number on internet uh, selling well, things no, over the internet. Those odd numbers, yeah, work really well. But five, it's it's too round upable or <laughs> too common, so we don't like five. But the sevens and the nines are really good. Well, in any retail. Anyways, I just wanted five chicken. Well, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. They are laying little darker eggs. Mm -hmm. They seem to all Still, be getting along. We have no. Aracana that is lying. It's a sad, sad state of affair. Laying a blue egg, our Aracana chooses to lay a pink egg, and that that's okay. I mean, they do that, but I was hoping for a blue. Oh well. Oh. So I didn't get time to uh, write down some of the wines we tasted this week or drank this week. So we'll do those next week. But uh, some of the things we really enjoy having with Pinot Noir. Um, pork. We'll have it with chicken. Sometimes, well, yes. Almost always have red wine with chicken. It doesn't make a lot of sense. None really, but it's it's good. Salmon. <laughs> turkey. Salmon, turkey. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Um, This great pork tenderloin recipe Ooh, with, with plum sauce. Herbe de Provence and a fig plum sauce. Oh. It's really good with it's the so Pinot good. Noir. Yeah, for sure. Anything that, because Pinot really has the, the cherries and the bright cherries and mm -hmm. things like that. Anything that has a, like a fruit sauce like that, seems like it would pair it goes perfectly. really well. Plus yeah. the Herbe de Provence has lavender in it, so that's... We like lavender. Well, we do. I mean, it, it's got lavender in it, so lavender on your food. And it tends to pair well with the lavender. August 18th, Tuesday, is Pinot Noir Day. Grab a Pinot. And Jill Day. And Jill Day. That's right. <laughs> and eat lots of cake. That's what she says on anybody's <laughs> All the birthday. Time. Eat uh, cake. Happy birthday, Jill. Both Jills. Both Jills. I don't, I don't know one of them. You have met her. I have? Mm -hmm. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. She is. Happy birthday to both you guys. But I feel like I've spent a little bit more time with your sister, Jill. A little bit more time. Yeah. Uh, remember, with a little, just a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes so much more less. With just a little bit, <laughs> with just a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes a lot less overwhelming. I said that right. You did. Have an awesome weekend. She's looking at the bell. <laughs> she has to. Ding -a ding -a ding -a ding. We have news for you. Wine needn't be intimidating.
or boring either. Let sommelier and wine buyer for the Culinary Stone, Trevor Treller, help you in selecting wines that deliver the best quality to price ratio. The wine regions of the world and our own country can offer up these glorious bang for the buck items and some special occasion premium bottles too. Let us guide you in your search for that perfect bottle of wine. If you have any questions, visit culinarystone.com or simply call 208-277-4116. spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to visit our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page for daily conversation. We invite you to join us again next week when we have a conversation over another glass of wine. Until then, here's our toast to you, to health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, and of course, romance.